Hi guys, it's Biz. I'm with Alexi and Sam. And today we're talking about something that was requested by our internet friend, default friend. Uh, she requested we talk about <laughs> Bella Porch. So we're going to talk about her, kind of explain who she is, and then also talk about a new type of internet girl physi... How do I say the word? Physiognomy. Physiognomy, yeah. Physiognomy, yeah. A new era or ongoing era of internet girl physiognomy that Bella Porch, at least in part, represents. I guess, um, I think, was it Biz or, or Alexi? I think someone coined it TikTok face. Which is like, (laughs) I guess like the post-Instagram face. Which if you guys don't know, Instagram face is kind of the face that emerged from social media that was like very Kardashian-esque, very sculpted, very snatched, lots of fillers that are very obvious. Mm -hmm. And in contrast, this new wave of like TikTok face or like any internet girl physiognomy is um <laughs> is is much more neotenous and childlike and much less like a goddess and more of like a baby <laughs> yeah like a beautiful virgin bride yeah. for sure child, child, child bride. bride no yeah it's like a thing it's weird because you can kind of see the the sort of inheritance of like the Bratz doll and like both the inner Instagram face and in TikTok face, or maybe it's more Instagram body. That's that's Bratz doll, and the face is for TikTok is like more Bratzy, right? I, I'm not sure, but I think you're right saying that you can see like the inheritance of the Bratz doll in, in both Instagram face and TikTok face. I feel like there was Bratz babies at one point. Is that correct? Oh my god, yeah, they were. Yeah, and one. they would, like, run around the mall. There was a movie about them. Weren't they, like, That's chubby right. and, like, had short limbs but still had, like, their... Sexy snatch face and, like, huge lips. Yeah, totally. Yeah, they had, like, eyeliner on, but they were, like, four. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah. literally, like, TikTok body. We were looking at videos of yeah. Bella Porch earlier, and her, like, whole bit of... She's always wearing, like, a huge hoodie, and now they're, like, designer, of course. Like, a huge designer hoodie that's, like, going down to her knees, platform shoes. And she's literally running around a casino like a baby. Yeah, skipping around, like, holding a weird stuffed llama. I wonder who's really, like, tracking her and making those videos. It just seems so cringy. She probably has, like, a a team and then probably friend enablers that are... It's gotta be a fugly boyfriend that's doing that. Like, that is ultimate fugly boyfriend type beat. No, I like like Siren. It's kind of beautiful. Wait, I guess we should say who Bella Porsche is exactly. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I told someone about her the other day and they didn't know who she was, so... She's a Filipino-American TikTok star who I think is still on record for having the most liked TikTok ever. And her classic video format is like super, super close in on her face and uses TikTok's face tracking effect. And she just is making these very transfixing expressions, lip syncing to videos with these like asymmetrical cutesy expressions and like nodding her head. But now she's a musician which mm. I can't wait to talk about her music career, which is, like, one song. Um, but the aesthetics of that video definitely shows her, like, evolution. The aesthetics of that video are very jarring compared to her TikTok presence because 
The song is called Build a Bitch, and it's about being an imperfect woman that is not willing to change for a man. And in it, she's wearing like a like a steampunk kind of leotard and kind of trying to be... She reminds me of like... This is actually a really in, inadequate comparison, but like when Miley Cyrus was kind of doing her industrial phase, like with Wrecking Ball and like riding <laughs> on a Wrecking Ball. There's like a lot of industrial motifs in the Bella Porch Build a Bitch music video. And I guess that's something that pop stars do when they're, I mean, she's not a real pop star, but when they're trying to like break out of something. The weird thing about her to me is that it seems like this, like she's already had a weird kind of past life that's very edgy. Like she's very tatted up and was in the military it's just so sus but then she was doing the whole like i'm baby thing but now she's i don't know it seems like she's like returning back to that in a way or just like trying to edge it out but her like super it reminds me a lot of the movie sucker punch which is like one of my favorite movies Mm, it's this very industrial it's kind of steampunk as well because they're like in this factory um leotard leg warmers super long ponytails. I think she does have like a knife or a gun or she's like armed in some kind of way. I think she is armed too, yeah. We need to disarm her like immediately. (laughs) It also kind of reminded me of the Taylor Swift girl bossing video that she does. Oh, Bad Blood. Yeah, it does. Yeah, Yeah, it is is something where it's like when you're trying to break out of like a a self-imposed infantilized like I think it's probably really advantageous for like female pop figures to be able to like sort of like transition seamlessly from like girl boss into like girl baby and like you get just you it's like the best of like every like feminine privilege you could ever get if you're just like using both of those things Mm -hmm. I was thinking that she's kind of like the conclusion of I'm baby culture which has been Mm -hmm. ongoing for several years now and Stop it. Chalita is messaging me. Um, Shout out to her. <laughs> yeah. She should replace Bella Porch, but she will never do TikTok. Mm. Uh, I could be her handler, though, on TikTok. <laughs> I would wear, like, a circus... What's it called? The people that run circuses? Ringleader. Yeah, I would wear, like, a <laughs> ringleader right. top hat. hat. You're, like, whipping yeah. her. Like. <laughs> um. Anyways... Back to the subject at hand, I I wrote about this with, uh, what's her name? Belle Delphine. Belle Delphine, yeah, Yeah. who I think really was one of the first people to take, obviously her success is due to many different elements and factors, but I think she was the first person to really capitalize on on people being really transfixed by child bride vibes and made a ton of money off of it. And she's kind of, I feel like she's old now. Not old now, but, like, compared to, like, the new generation. She's definitely, like, kind of old news. I think the guys Mm -hmm. that are, like, obsessed with her are old. Yeah, they're kind of, like, pathological. Like, I feel like they have, like, they're, like, stands. You know what I mean? They don't feel like she's getting new fans. Yeah, I don't think she does much to, like, expand her reach or something. She's got banned off of YouTube. That was, like, a huge deal. She was really pushing Mm -hmm. it. It was, like, content moderation in terms of like what's allowed on certain platforms i'm like you should just stay on the horror side of the internet because like you really are not safe for work (laughs) well it gets kind of like you can probably make a lot of money when you when you like like market yourself in that way but it's definitely like the biggest dead end like belle delphine trying to because belle delphine or sorry bella porch bella porch 
there's something clearly very horny about her, but she like hides the fact about this. And so she's like being like, she can transition into like a pop star mode and make her like, like expand her audience. But Belle Delphine really like ended her career, I think. And, or like just limited it. Bella Porch, because she had some elements of modesty, I guess, especially in like her giant hoodies and her kind of like face zooms that at first were not showing a lot of her body. I guess that helps mm-hmm. with like versatility. It's really funny to me, the song Build a Bitch, because it's one of those songs that's like for girls with imaginary haters, but she does definitely have like <laughs> real haters. But the message of the song being like, stop telling me to have like bigger ass or like blue eyes i'm like no one is like criticizing the way you look they're criticizing the way you act i feel like it's like circumventing people's actual issue with her and it's like yeah. her trying to say that she's built with flaws and attitude i'm like what the fuck do i know every word in this song uh her <laughs> trying to say that is like wait like what like attitude do you have like have you ever watched her talk or like do an interview she's so awkward and has like no traits i thought it was so cool that she did not like speak for a big portion of her fame like the paparazzi would like follow her around and she would literally not talk to them and just like be completely silent it was almost good marketing for this song because she does remind me a little bit of a robot like Mm -hmm. okay one thing i was gonna say about bella porsche's music video and i feel like this is a little bit of a zeitgeist or something we're seeing like this weird actually i don't even know if this is really that insightful because music videos like do this a lot but something about the image of like women in multitudes I feel like is very powerful in this day and age like Billie Eilish's music video that's like a very curated selection of like hot girls of different colors um Bella Porches is very similar like this revolt of like robot woman baddies that was so funny to me because it's like this isn't build a bitch but like every girl here is like literally perfect like what message are you trying to send and then also like the lord music video has like a bunch of Mm -hmm. actually no that's just like men and women like everyone around the world i was thinking about that earlier when one of you brought up the taylor swift music video and Mm -hmm. the we're talking about the industrial vibes yeah it's definitely this like uh like the age of like mechanical reproduction or something like it's like oh there's all these copies and like we have to disrupt this like copy and paste vibe yeah yeah but it's just like such a it's just so funny because to me it reads as like oh like we're all different but it's i don't know i, I feel like we're getting a resurgence of the video girl like having a hand-picked group of girls that are different enough but like all on the same level of really hot so happy to see them making a comeback something about it does remind me of the early 2000s and i I'm totally saying that because, like, something about, I don't know, like, fembotness is very mm-hmm. early 2000s. Yeah. And they're definitely playing on that with having characters in a music video that are visually similar. But I guess backup dancers always kind of, like, wear the same thing. But I think yeah. Alexi's right in that they're trying to do the thing where it's, like, we're all, like, bound together by this aesthetic tie, but we're all very, like, special and unique that the early 2000s thing really i think there this resurgence of pop mu- music we're kind of seeing and this like early 2000s music video vibes really like hit with like the olivia rodrigo like ad placement thing it just mm-hmm. felt very like throwback and i haven't watched music videos in so long and now i'm watching them all the time oh, and it's no. like wait me too why am i doing yeah. that i literally I watch music videos 
as I know. A, a treat and also something I feel like I have to do. No, yeah, it, it's something we're seeing like a kind of a resurgence of popular culture after like a lo- like a long period of of like non-existence, even before COVID pop culture was like already dead. And I, like you're kind of seeing it resurge right now, which is kind of a cool thing. Or, I guess that know, has something to do with also how like dunkable TikTok culture and music videos are because you kind of mm-hmm. want to watch them because you know they're going to have like a bad production value and there's going to be something that you can easily critique which is kind of fun mm-hmm. but it's funny too because the bella porch music music or the song itself was so short it was it was like a minute long like that's what it, really it was. was made for tiktok like it was literally and tiktok really brought pop music back is what it did it's like it's like all the top 10 hits that i hear like at the mall or something is are all just songs i know from tiktok you know like it's the new radio somehow I agree. Also, something that I was wanting to say is that Bella Porch has the features that naturally or pretty much naturally that a lot of this new generation of like hot inter- internet girls try to emulate with makeup. Usually mm-hmm. they do it in a more extreme way, but she really is like the the baseline for what those features look like and how they read on a phone screen on tiktok etc mm-hmm. well there's something that about the like baby face thing that like it just really deserves like a lot of time i think because it just keeps getting babier and babier for some reason and like and i do think it comes from just like spending so much of your early years like curating these like dream and dreams and fantasies like online that you know, once they, you're able to, like, fulfill them in adulthood or something, like, they are they have this, like, infantilized, like, t- like flavor to them. Like, it's all very cartoonish. E-girl base is very cartoonish. Um, mm-hmm. And also people just look younger because of, like, gay frog water or whatever. Like, I don't know. Like, I thought you were going to um, say something about Pepe there. And I was like, can we oh, talk about oh, baby Pepe? Oh, Bellator <laughs> has Pepe, like, features as well. I can agree. We Pepe's a blueprint. I mean... Does like Nico Nico Lol have Pepe features? She's gonna build different. I don't know. I feel like her f- features aren't that great. It's just like her ability to make expressions. Like she definitely has the gesture vocabulary down. I like her side part a lot, though. That same, same. her side part is, rules. I think that really set her apart from the age of Instagram girls because they all had middle parts, and she has like the most defiant side part you've ever seen, which kind of ties into scene resurgence and... Yeah, she has an old-school internet girl vibe. Mm-hmm, like, boxy. Yeah. It's it's because she's from San Antonio. That's why her <laughs> hair is like that. Like, <laughs> people from South Texas know. Like, like scene and just, like, early 2000s, anything. It's just, like, it never went away. It always just kept going. <laughs> Another thing I'm obsessed with that I think... Bella Porch doesn't as much do as Nico Lil does is she is literally like a, a scientific expert in math mastering the exact precise like boob bounce that gets people <laughs> really turned on video content like Dude. it's so she's so good at it she has jiggle physics yes jiggle physics is a great is that a real phrase or do you make that up 
No, it's a real thing that like <laughs> game nerds are into. Like whenever female characters in games, like their tits are bouncing really well, they're like, "Oh, the jiggle physics." Yeah, yeah, she's extreme jiggle physics. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, the way that that operates in like anime and games is like not like real life, but somehow she, I don't know, she is moving them separate of her bodies. <laughs> like, yeah, they're like animatronic attachments. Yeah, she definitely has some kind of rig going on. Yeah, I feel like she has a, a very fertile vibe, which I mean, she probably stopped talking about yeah. fertility because people have been talking about it too much on Twitter, and I'm wary of those associations, but... Uh, we'll let them take care of it. Yeah, we'll let them take care of it. Um, <laughs> I love when boys describe themselves as fertile. I've never heard that. But go <laughs> I think this is like me being on like the femboy side of the internet. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, fertile yeah. boys are great. I know exactly what that... Like, stocky, like... Yeah. Big thigh boys. Yeah, they have like calf animatronics. Their calves like (laughs) bounce up and down (laughs) when they walk. It's their jiggle physics. Uh, speaking of animatronics, not really, but I guess one recent breakout star of the internet, uh, like neo internet girl. I can't say the word. Just someone say it. Like, yachtness physiognomy yeah is this young 18 year old girl named hannah awow or aesthetically hannah on instagram who kind of follows the similar model of all of these girls and that she makes a lot of anime inspired content and she has a very specific makeup style that makes her eyes look super wide and let's see do you have a good description of this makeup style because i know it's something you've yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, okay, to give context, like, I don't know if she really is, like, on the radar of older Gen Z and, like, millennials, because she's, I don't know, she blew up just for, like, random lip syncing videos, but I think she has, like, emo kid sensibilities, like, she would always be lip syncing to, like, Panic at the Disco or something, and people would always be like, you're, like, the girl in fanfics, or, like, you're the, I don't know, people would make a lot of jokes, like, I'm hoping my boyfriend doesn't see this, or something, she's just really pretty. And then she released this very viral like makeup tutorial about how she does her makeup. And I think a lot of it is, um, it's like the traditional e-girl style with blush, but then there are some elements that are quite cartoonish or just like borrowed from the techniques of like making your face look like a flat image. So like like creating more space under your eye to make it look like your like lower eyes wider and then like drawing on lashes on the bottom she like wears lashes a lot but she also just has like her face is less to me like anime and more like disney princess like she looks like a disney princess for sure she really was someone that went viral for less so like bella porch where she was making this distinct kind of like mesmerizing content and more so because she's like extremely beautiful mm-hmm. and the first thing i saw when i saw her was that she looked like the little mermaid like ariel from the little mermaid yeah, she's she a side part too. In- yes, yeah she has like an insane side part it has like 80s vibes to it like her hair mm-hmm. is very Kind of like feathered in a way. Yeah, add that to like the list of ways to be a successful e-girl. Your hair has to have hella volume. And I think it's because it yeah. gives you like an animated <laughs> physics. Like if your hair is flat, like it's not like floating off of your head like in this mythical way. It's, or... it's like jiggle physics, but for your hair. It's like an idle animation where it's like even though you're not moving, you still have this like movement surrounding you. Mm-hmm. And I think Hannah Owo does a lot of um cosplay as well. But she's in a bit of hot water these days for... I don't know, like, 
is that I don't know why she became the scapegoat for this because to me it seemed like common practice on like TikTok, but like sexualizing mm-hmm. Japanese schoolgirl uniforms. <laughs> I'm like, Ugh. you guys are suddenly finding like an issue with this. And also, like, she is streaming on Twitch and will just say, like, random Japanese phrases that are, like, Oni-chan. <laughs> like, I thought uh, that it's it's so it's so interesting that, yeah, there is such a negative response to this by so many people because for so long, it was literally standard practice for, like, every single Twitch streamer, every single e-girl to say, like, uwu all the time and kind of, like, borrow these phrases from... Japanese culture, but, like, specifically things that are said in anime. Mm-hmm. Which anime is so, like, well, I won't I'm not gonna get, but anime is so global at this point, and it's so removed. That's, this is one thing that's, like, why anime is so successful, I think, is because it's, like, the most removed from reality than, like, you could ever get. I don't know if that's a dumb observation, but anime, to me, is, like, a free-floating object, but you, you can, if that's too controversial to say it, I don't know. No, I, I don't know. I feel like it's also like so many people I know that are like younger than me or like my age don't actually watch anime but participate so heavily in the production and consumption of like for lack of a better term anime vibes and I feel like I might be like guilty of this in some ways because I don't know people just assume that I watch anime because I'm like <laughs> have such like weeb energy and like have cute <laughs> things in my room and like will wear a plaid skirt sometimes. I thought you watched anime. I'm sorry, I don't. It's like, am I a poser for watching, for not watching anime, or like, would it be like lame if? Well, I, did I think it just point? proves how successful the anime industry is. Is that mm-hmm. this like ephemera and collectible like objects associated with anime is so attractive to people? I like. I remember. Okay, this is a really good example of this. I a couple of years ago, I was at Mar- Mardi Gras and like. New Orleans in the French Quarter and I was like passing through Bourbon Street and just spectating and my wallet I got pickpocketed and well actually my my friend I was with got pickpocketed and she had my wallet but and my wallet that I had and I've had it for a while was like a Moomin wallet which is already like not anime but like definitely part of that machine in some way it's like the I think through Studio Ghibli has been like absolved into anime i agree but then when i realized i had been pickpocketed i like went home the next day and i googled like kawaii wallet to buy for myself and i was like why am i like sorry the thing in my head that just came out was like why am i as a man googling <laughs> <Kawaii> wallet? <laughs> but i'm not a man but uh that was the vibe i had to myself i was like i don't watch anime like i really don't know anything about the culture and i know kawaii is not like specific to anime but it's just very true that these vibes are so prolific dude cuteness is like the most powerful thing in the world and sien nagai has a really good essay called cuteness in the avant-garde where she does a really good job of explaining it and it's because you know the most cute thing ever is like either a formless blob or like a baby or like a baby animal and yeah us as women we like (laughs) or i don't know something about like the maternal instinct especially when it comes to like consuming things I think what she says is something like um, the cute object or the cute commodity is able of making these surprisingly powerful demands because it's like helpless, but mm. 
also it's like choosing us in a way i don't know whatever i don't feel that way about bella porch i have no instinct to fucking protect her i kind of do She's supposed to be protecting us. She's in the army. <laughs> like, well, she's, literally, she's literally in the army. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like what you were saying about how cute things give you the instinct to take care of them. There's also, what you remember how everyone is always like, why do when I hold a baby, do I want to like squeeze it to mm-hmm. death? Not the death, but like you're mm-hmm. like, oh, it's so cute. I just want to keep squeezing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not saying I have that with Bella Porch, but... I, I can see how those things go together and that a lot of people really hate her. And I think it's not just for the reason that she's quote unquote not talented, because that's a very common thing people say about TikTok stars that they have no talent. But maybe part of that is in there as well. Mm-hmm, like wanting yeah. to kill Bella Porch because she's so cute. The people who I've talked to about Bella Porch, I, a lot of men I know love her. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and she really, like, I don't think it's just a maternal thing of, like, you want to help a little baby-looking cute person out. Like, it's everybody kind of does. And I think that's also why it's, like, really advantageous for her to, like, rebrand herself also as a girl boss. Because there's no way she can escape her, like, girl baby thing. So she gets the best of both. Like, she can j- – just being able to transition seamlessly between those two is, like, the most advantageous, like, consumer position you could ever be at. Mm-hmm. And she's doing her, she's like going about her career really intelligently. I remember what I was gonna say. I feel like I wrote about this in my thesis, but I didn't defend it very well. I think the new like image of power is gonna be cuteness. And I feel like, you know, there's already a lot of writing about how Japan successfully rebranded and like as a cultural soft power has like so much of a stronghold over like entertainment and um, culture. And I think a similar thing is gonna have happen to politics too, because I don't know, in Japan I should look up the guy who wrote this. He's, like, the inventor of cute studies. I, like, need to be his disciple. But he wrote a lot about how um, in Japan, a lot of... They have, like, mascots for everything. For, like, public safety reasons. Or just, like, for transportation. And it works well. Because people are like, oh, if this, like, cute mascot is telling me to, like, recycle. Or telling me to, like, I don't know, not be a freak on the train. Like, I'm gonna do it. And I think we're gonna adopt that, too. And I think as a, as a military... um military asset bella porch is ahead of her time yeah Yeah, like uh female soldiers and like the image of female military like woman something about it is so dope i wish she would stop trying to cover up her past and like maybe go put her uniform on and like do some tiktoks in it Mm -hmm. well that's what that's what kept going viral is like the idf anime girls oh yeah and those i mean that was like great marketing for the idf who kept you know i feel like they we're kind of in the middle of the I mean I can't speak for all the IDF baddies I don't know them but they're kind of in the middle of like the Kardashian to cuteness like spectrum to me because they definitely have some Kardashian-esque qualities versus Bella Porch like literally if she was like holding a gun (laughs) it would be like I I described Instagram face 1.0 which is very Kardashian inspired as like now it looks like hard and overly optimized and when you see a girl that face holding a gun it like makes sense somehow mm-hmm. which i guess kind of harkens to like the legacy of like the femme fatale and stuff one thing i will say is like that um sorry i'm like eating cucumbers but like oh, I want one. you're totally right alexi about there being sort of like a future in cuteness and geopolitics because like it's like a an offshoot of that that we have like this like obsession with like moral purity and like 
like the Greta Thunberg thing. Like we have like kind of like we're like moving towards more and more like innocence as like a form of manipulation and mm-hmm. like like propaganda and politics. Yeah. Like Greta's whole thing is that yeah, she's capable of making these like very powerful demands because I don't know, like, I don't really hear people call her cute, but the fact is, like, her anger, like, there's something cute about it, and that's why it's so easy, like, so many adults, like, belittle her for it, they're just like, you're just a little girl, like, what do you know about the world, or, like, you're so naive, I don't know, I love her, she's so cute, birthday twin. Oh, you birthday twins? Yeah, we're birthday twins. It's really important, because I'm planning this party where it's, like, you have to come dress as your birthday twin, and I want to come as her. (laughs) I'm Googling it. My birthday was yesterday. Happy oh, birthday yeah. to me. North- oh, Northwest is my birthday <gasps> twin. Wait, that's That's cute. a good birthday twin. Did you see she had a poop-themed birthday party? It was, like, poop emojis. Was that, like, did her mom make her do that for, like, clickbait? Pur- not clickbait purposes, but... No, like, little kids are really into emojis, like, especially the poop emoji. I feel like a couple years ago, it was, like, everywhere. It was inexplicable. Uh, like, they had giant pool floats of, like, the poop emoji. That's true. They like replaced having like blankies and like um having comfort, comfort items emojis. With, like, being <laughs> uh, dude, I wish I looked like an emoji. Okay, we need to talk about how Bella Porch and like sexy anime baby face encourages the absolute erasure of having a nose in general. It makes oh me yeah, so it mad. does. And that's like one of the things, oh. like I don't want to get too into like Asian fishing in this episode, but it's like a big part of the Asian fishing toolkit, which, like, if you don't know, is, like, very controversial in, like, K-pop anime communities, like, white or, like, not East Asian girls editing their pictures or doing their makeup in a way that makes them look, like, East Asian. And one of the things that they'll often do is, like, completely blur out, like, the midsection of their face so you can't see their nose bridge. And, yeah, anime characters, like, hardly ever have noses. And, like, normal characters in general don't, because I think it's one of those things that's, like, hard to depict yeah. from the front or, like, hard to simplify. But it makes me so mad as someone with, like, a classical Mediterranean nose. I'm like, what, am, what the fuck am I supposed to do? <laughs> like, my emojification, it's not going to be that easy. No, I agree. I also have recently been thinking about how relative to the zeitgeist, my nose is kind of big. And <laughs> I don't think I thought that really a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's because the the zeitgeist is like literally the nose being non-existent, and no one can even pull it off with a nose job. Like yeah. they don't, they don't ever look. The nose jobs don't ever look good. Either you have to be born with it, or you have to edit your face to do it. Because I've never seen, I don't think I've seen a nose job that really gives that effect very convincingly. I think the ideal effect is literally just like there being a blinding spot on the tip <laughs> of your nose that's like a highlight, and it's just Agreed. like cute. Oh, yeah, because they do that thing. Do you know what that technique is called, Alexi, where they box in the ball of their nose? It's just, like, nose contouring, but it's so weird. It gives, like, the creepiest effect. And that also doesn't work on, like, if you have a pre-existing nose. That's why, like... Pre-existing nose is really... I know. If <laughs> you have, a pre- like, a dominant, a prominent <laughs> nose. Um, and this is why, like, some of the most successful beauty gurus of the past few years, they're kind of, like, pie-faced, like super round faces big cheeks like not super prominent nose big eyes and like super filled lips because having a not like a featureless face but having a face that's like ill-defined and i feel like this has something to do with the cute platonic ideal of like a formless blob allows you to be so mutable and just really especially for a camera paint on this like 2d image 
that looks very successful and it's very hard to pull off that illusionism if your face has like sharp contours or angles like mm-hmm. in, a, in its existing form yeah you should really only have volume like on your cheeks basically mm-hmm. that's the only place you really yeah. need it i think the algorithm picks up on these faces like pretty quickly yeah. um also like you're kind of I, I never noticed that like the the like little um you put blush on the bridge of your nose it just kind of like blends into your cheeks exactly, and stuff. like yeah. no but there has to be like there there is like a weird cartoonish ideal that like the algorithm is consistently picking up on i guess something that i've been thinking about in terms of that is that <clears throat> alexi you spoke about this earlier that when these faces are very like cartoon like they're extremely legible on a screen mm-hmm. so you can just mm-hmm. read them and so is cute cuteness is also really legible it has like a system of reference that are very easily recognizable and easy to read and like stop a scroll more than a face that is less uh, caricatured, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> this is something that I don't, I don't want to like change the subject too much, but this is something that I'm constantly thinking about and I can't flesh this idea out totally because it, it's very abstract, but like, um, uh, like digital media you know creating like all of these like mythologies and stuff like a very McLuhan thing of like you're kind of losing literacy and like creating a new type of like communication that's like very I mean he calls it acoustic because it comes from all sides but like these digital images like like I think it's like fleshing out like a new type of like baby like like a, an infant new language in its infancy with this like I don't know if that's just like a very way too abstract thought but um I think that makes sense like but like the legibility of it being like so explicit like it just something that I think it's it's curated for like a fourth grade reading level yeah you know what I mean there's this like cartoon theorist I literally don't know why like I haven't read his work but the one thing I remember I think his name is Scott McCloud is that like the true tenant of like drawing cartoons or I don't know like drawing yeah I don't know cartoons is amplification through simplification he's just like the way to create like a recognizable character is just like simplifying it i don't know and i think that's what everyone is trying to do with their faces um well, and it sucks because be I, yeah and it's also like the processes of like looks maxing or like changing your face it's so much easier to be additive like when it comes to makeup and like draw something on than it is to be subtractive and the subtractive mm-hmm. kind of procedures are so much more invasive it's literally like cut out a chunk of the bone in your face or like get I don't know, you can't get lipo in your face, can you? But it's just, like, you are kind of cursed if you mm-hmm. don't have that, like, formless blob, like... Wait, did we already talk about... Wait, sorry, this is this just reminded me of that. How when women get too much plastic surgery, their facial features mm-hmm. get too big and the proportions of their face get too big. So it is like this, you're constantly having to... Uh, draw this line or like walk this line between having very like supple features but then if you blow it out too much it's kind of like the most recognizable thing ever is pillow facing mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't even think pillow face like that has a hyper like lifted or like i don't know volume effect to it but i think have we talked about this on the podcast before the pep pepification of kylie jenner oh yeah the pe- yeah no we haven't yeah, the thing is, it's filler migration, and it's so funny and, like, ironic, because it really just displays, like, this, the irony of instant versus, like, delayed gratification, and this tension between, 
like some kind of preservation and like a desire to improve your face because Kylie Jenner like got all this filler in her cheeks and in her jaw um, and like under her eyes and stuff. And then it like shifted downwards and she like for a while, I think she kind of resolved this by getting it dissolved or like redoing it. But um, like had like jowls, like she had mm-hmm. a jowly face and these like bloated lips and looked so old. It's so crazy how like something that's designed for you to look younger with just like by waiting a month or something like will make you look so fucking old. Mm-hmm. It is the instant gratification thing. And I think also maybe we associate like that plastic surgery face with older women because it's like not... I think it's fairly recent for like young young women to be getting those kind of procedures done because it is like something that's done later in life for preservation of youth but it's like now we don't want to preserve what we looked like when we were younger we want to like build it up no I mean it, it is like because it when it widens your mouth whenever your your stuff starts moving mm-hmm. and then it also just like everything starts to sag so you do look and it, it's like bigger features look older because mm-hmm. like you know I keep thinking. Well, I keep thinking in my head, I'm like, I want all hot girls of this variety to start looking like Garfield, but, like, that's not. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Garfield has such a nice face shape. He, Garfield has such eyes. a nice face shape, and he's always, like, kind of grumpy. Mm-hmm, and... Yeah. But I guess grumpiness yeah. is kind of part of this archetype as well, because yeah. they're always like, ah, I need my bottle. Like, yeah. Need me. It's like a bratty thing, you know? But I don't know. Um, seeing Kylie's face change in that way, like, kind of made me happy, because... The I feel like everyone has like this super recognizable face shape that's like larger on top and then like a pinpoint of a chin and like I don't know like a very cut jaw but it's also like no one has a wide lower face and I don't know maybe like I was on Reddit too much these like looks maxing forums where people really like analyze facial structure and there are certain things that they believe are just like universally unattractive which I don't think I agree with but. One of them that I think Bella Porch really, and also like the Hannah Owo like makeup tutorial, really like closes in on, is having a like long philtrum. Do you guys know what that is? It's like the space between your nose and your mouth. They're like if you have a long philtrum, like oh. you're probably kind of hopeless unless all of your other features are good. So that's why like a lot of girls get like lip filler and like Bella Porch like overlines her upper lip so much so it's like almost touching her nose and Hannah Owos is also mm. like a kind of blurred out I don't know yeah. like something about it is like that is a very common thing in this type of e-girl makeup is overlining your lips has obviously been a part of like the kind of beauty standard for a while but it really is a specific round shape that does almost yeah. join with the like blushy highlight nose and i think that's why duck face mm-hmm. became so popular because not only does that like snatch your cheeks but it also like moves your mouth closer to your nose and that- bella portis like has perma duck face or is like always doing that weird little fucking anime smart well she she will like i've noticed that she puts like a little foundation in the corners of her mouth and then she like does like the ombre like lipstick thing yeah. with her the top of her lip that makes her look like she just ate like a popsicle or something and it just is like super there's weird something very childlike about it yeah yeah and i think that's also like the disney princess vibe they all have very like their lips are like a circle why does bella porch have such bad extensions they're so like they're strange. literally just like hot glued onto her like pigtails it makes me so mad yeah. <laughs> because yeah. she wears them every day. Sorry, I was like open TikTok to look at her TikTok and realize what I was doing. Like, oh. no, her t- her extensions have the same like texture as 
You know when you're like shucking corn and there's like <laughs> strands? The corn that... silk. <laughs> yeah, the corn yeah, that's silk. So true. No, not her corn silk hair. Dude. But that is, but the extensions must be a really difficult thing to have because almost universally celebrities are always caught with like their extensions like flying off their head or like in corn silk mode. <laughs> I think the fact that her hair is always on ponytails, like, I don't really, you never see her with her fucking hair down. I feel like it's not, like, getting into her scalp. Like, she literally just sticks on those ponytail extensions. Like, that's the easiest way to, like, do that. I don't feel bad for her. I just realized how much she stole Ariana Grande's style. Like, it just hit me right now. Like, um, the big sweatshirt thing and like she's like i don't know i think the big sweatshirt thing just reminds me of those girls that would like chew on their sleeves yes and, like, stuff. <laughs> 100%. Like, like, gross like bella porch looks like and i say this with absolute admiration because she's so beautiful but like it, her sleeve it looks like her sleeves are always dragging on the ground and there's like spit that is like coming <laughs> like along dude she's them. literally like a baby that would try to hand you like a half-eaten <laughs> corn chip or something <laughs> Cheerios in her hand. Oh, like what? It, oh, I hate her so much. Just kidding, love you, Bella. <laughs> like, whatever. She just has like, oh, there's something about her that's like kind of musty. I do respect her beauty, though. She is really beautiful. Yeah, yeah so but how, she's musty. But how do you expect yeah. me to? I don't know. It's just like such a break in the illusion that she, like, has it's so many tattoos. tattoos. Yeah. I'm like, you literally get them all removed instantly. Okay, wait, one thing that we need to talk about in regards to her is, like, her early scandal where she has, like, this giant arm sleeve tattoo of, like, the Japanese rising sun. Oh, yeah. And then she posted I don't think this... she knew what that meant. Yeah, though. she didn't. Like, she posted this like terrible no apology did. that was like, I love Korea, I'm so sorry. And it was like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, so the Japanese rising sun was a symbol of imperialism and like i think korean people got mad because like japan has like a really um but also like a lot of people were mad because like you should like even if you're not japanese if, if you're not korean or like if you yeah you don't have to like personally experience that in, in your history to be like wait girl like what it's pretty easy to like <laughs> google that if you're yeah. gonna get the tattoo because you literally have to like it's huge. print off off like the image from google images her apology was literally like, I'm sorry, I love Korea, and then like the big eyes emoji. <laughs> we're definitely in a, we're definitely in like a post-apology world though, because even Hannah Alwell's apology, granted she's quite young, but her apology for when she was called out for kind of like gesturally Asian fishing and like persona mm-hmm. was still it was not as um I don't know if the word is like supplicate, but like like she wasn't like prostrating herself, being like, "Oh my god, guys, I'm so sorry, I did not yeah, realize." That's like a millennial vibe to like post like a multiple page notes app something and then like be like, "I'm educating mm-hmm. myself," and then like a link mm-hmm. to like something you donated to. Like people on TikTok do not mm-hmm. give a fuck anymore. Well, I think everything, everything in 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 both positive and negative ways is like made to be bite sized and consumable. So because everything's so fast, like. The speed of everything. Mm-hmm. I'm lazy. I prefer it. <laughs> Wait, I'm like rotating my setup. Sorry, because I realized I need to like start doing my makeup. Ow, God. Yeah, we can we can wrap up in a second. But I really love. I think people should start doing like dance apologies <laughs> because like reading something that Hannah Alwell made wrote out with like her fingers doesn't make sense because she literally is like a an image. Yeah, I'm like, I don't believe you wrote this anyway. I don't like when these figures have persona- public personalities. Like, Their boyfriends are always their personalities because their boyfriends are always very corn chip 
dust. But they're also like, because these girls are so innocent, I don't know if we should even say this, but like, because these girls are so innocent, they definitely have like very dominant controlling boyfriends that they're like taking all of their personality from. You know what but I mean? But their boyfriends always have weak chins. Like that was the thing even with like Nicola when she did a boyfriend, like I have a boyfriend announcement, she lost like half of her following. I think she would have lost that like regardless of what he looked like. Yeah. Oh, I agree. It was definitely nothing to do with what he looked like, but I remember just because she lost so many followers, I was like, I didn't even see, like, who is this guy? Like, what is, what does he look like and stuff? I, I do think, like, this is, like, the new, this is, like, one of the underpinnings of, like, the new beauty standard, which is also just, like, a more of an energy than it is. An ugly I, boyfriend. Um, an yeah. ugly boyfriend because you didn't realize that you were hot until you were 18 years old, so you got most of your personality from the internet because you were so, like, um, or you got like validation, you know I mean? yeah. Or you're like not used yeah. to validation, so like the first guy that you like treats yeah. you like human, you're like, I don't care what he looks exactly. like. Exactly. I definitely fell victim to that. No, me too. <laughs> yeah, you're, that's actually a good point. Also, I feel like it's really important to have contrast in couples now. Like people don't really like when couples are of. In, yeah, it's always a mixed hotness relationship. Yes, mixed hotness, mixed clout, and mixed hotness. I'm well, everyone is so jealous these days. Like, I know this because I sometimes will see these couples that are, like, perfectly matched, perfectly dressed, like, and I'm like, these people are so beautiful, but then I get, like, this, like, uncontrollable tinge of, like, slight jealousy. Whenever a couple is equally beautiful, I'm like, he's gay, first of all. <laughs> a lot of the time, it, it really does seem like that. Well, yeah, it's, like, the reflection thing. But also, like, dating people that look like you is, like, mad fun. That is true. No, yeah. I think it's cool whenever... People look like their brother and sister. I look so hot. I've never. I'm just like so unique and so special. Like no one ever looks like me. But if I ever found a guy who reminded me of myself, you know, hit my DMs if you like know anyone. <laughs> uh, I love that. Okay, this is like not even an official Tavi update, but we did see a clip from the new Gossip Girl that focuses specifically on Tavi, and I will say it was very rude of them to put this bright hot pink lipstick on her. In this day and age, no one like no one found wearing that, especially under like thirty. Like you would literally have to go to the Ulta store and like go to the stock room and like put like like snatch the girl who isn't allowed to work the register to find someone wearing that. Yeah, like she's not allowed to go into the front room. Yeah, because she's like not good enough at makeup, but she's like yeah. No, it's probably Tavi's lipstick that she's had since. Yeah, they like didn't give her a budget for like her makeup. <laughs> like, you actually have to. Um, we have no budget for your costume or makeup. I love that. Yeah. My roommate's birthday twin is Tavi, so she wants to come to our party just as her. She definitely Ooh. should. And we were like, "What is she? I don't know." There's a lot of things she could wear, but her birthday twins are Tavi and Queen glasses. Elizabeth. So I was like, I feel like that's really easy to combine because Tavi like dressed like an old lady for so long. Yeah. And there's also that really there's... iconic picture of her wearing like a crown in the school bathroom. Yeah, I Tavi and Queen Elizabeth remind me of each other. Yeah, I bet Queen Elizabeth was like like very Tavi esque as a youth for some reason. Um. So is there anything else you guys want to talk about? I could literally talk about this for like a million years, but I'm. I'm going to meet Umfi, so shout out. Uh, wait, who? Oh, she's a big fan of the pod. This girl, Molly. Oh. Molly oh, Ellen. So shout cute. out. I really like the name Molly. Me too. Her name's Molly Ray. I'm like, okay. Molly is a name that oh, fits that very well with this topic of person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. 
I'm like, Wait, I guess my question is, are you guys going to give your kids, like, if you have uh, children that are girls, are you going to give them cute names? Or are you going to give them, like, elegant names? Because it's definitely the zeitgeist to give your name or your kid a name right now. It's like, like all millennials name their kids something super Sophia. cute. No, like, Sophia is like, the... like, Sophie Dusty or something. Yeah. Like, something. Dude, uh, millennial, ugh, millennial names have gone so deranged, but I think... Like, younger millennials and Gen Z are doing, like, an aspirational thing. Like, you'll always see, like, old money names. <laughs> and a lot of random kids <laughs> whose parents have, like, no money will, like, be naming their kid Arthur. Yeah, it's like, I'm yeah. gonna name my girl baby Clarence. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you guys are, it's some wishful thinking, but I'm like, okay, note to, like, myself for the future. Like, I feel like now it's kind of true if you meet people with certain names or you're like, okay, you can assume something about their background that that's going kind of extinct. Oh, we have a lot more to say on this topic, but unfortunately, we all have plans, so we have to go. <laughs> um, but we just wanted to thank Default Friend on Twitter for the suggestion, and also we wanted to shout out her Substack. We really like it, and there's a really, really great essay she wrote about the coming wave of sex negativity oh, hell yeah. that is so good. So highly recommend you guys all read that, and... As always, if you have any suggestions for what you'd like us to talk about or any opinions on this um, phenomenon we've covered today, feel free to message us or tweet us or uh, think about us. Yes, for sure. We love you, Default Bestie. Love you, Default Bestie. Yeah, we love you. Yeah.